The Fantasy Guys with Steve Gustafson, Russ McCormick, and Dan Felix. Hello, welcome to The Fantasy Guys with me, Steve, and my friends Russ and Dan. We are here. The season is officially over. We have a champ. Patrick Mahomes stepped up when it mattered most and delivered Kansas City with their first championship in over 50 years. Guys, what did you think of the game? Uh, oh, yeah. Danny, so, just... so happy. I, just, <laughs> I have to ask a question. Did mm. Patrick Mahomes win the game or did Jimmy Garoppolo lose the game? Both. Um, both, I guess. Jimmy G's a bomb. I think Jimmy G <laughs> threw up all over his shoes. Yep. And Patrick Mahomes just lit it up for the rest of the night. Jimmy G, just another move that makes Belichick much better. Getting rid of him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to hate on Jimmy G too much. I know I'm probably the only guy here that that believes that. But, I mean, he's a quarterback of a team that just very closely lost a Super Bowl. I feel like that's a success for the guy. Yeah, but... Nah. No. No. <laughs> he had a chance. He had a chance to bring to march his guys to victory towards the end of the game there, and he threw puked, an interception, puked all over himself. <laughs> I will now, say I'm impressed with Kansas City's defense. They stepped up where I yeah. did not think that they were going to step up. Yeah, yeah. I was not expecting that at all. I thought they were just going to get tooled on the whole the whole game. Yeah, San Francisco pretty much did what we thought that they were going to do. They looked really, really good. They just, um, you know, the offense in San Francisco just couldn't uh, couldn't bring it up. Danny, you were the only one that picked uh, San Francisco. <laughs> I was so excited for this whole game. And then three quarters of the game, I'm like, I'm pumped up. I'm excited. I'm thinking about my victory speech, about how I'm rubbing it in your faces. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, probably with what, eight minutes left to go in the, eighth, in the fourth quarter, just Kyle Shanahan just just decides not to play football anymore. Yeah, and they just tank, and then Mahomes just takes over, and I'm just watching it going. Oh man, I was so high a couple of minutes ago. Now I'm so low. Talk <laughs> about yeah, talk about somebody else puking on their shoes is Kyle Shanahan. Oh, oh my, not that poor not, guy. Not taking the time out with a minute and like fifty seconds left in the second half you know right before halftime right you know that was a huge huge mistake that i think is probably the biggest show of a um of a guy that maybe the stage was a little bit too big for yeah like instead of going for the opportunity to take a lead and go for the win you played for mahomes not to get another chance yeah you you cannot do that and in the super bowl it's you just gotta go for it man you can't second guess your own guys you're there you're playing a pretty even game it's Mm -hmm. 10 to 10 yeah like you gotta go for it yeah you know, it really, you know what that did for me? That really highlighted the importance of a coach. Obviously, I always knew mm-hmm. coaches are important, but that one decision, yeah, you realize like it, you know, the game does get too big for these coaches. But, and then you look at, you know, a guy like Bill Belichick who does not get phased by things like that. <laughs> and it right. makes you appreciate the hell out of them even more. Yep. Who at the end of the game, when he doesn't have the ball, doesn't call timeout, 
on a drive that could possibly lose him the Super Bowl. And his response yeah. is, I'm not going to help him out. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and I also I also give kudos to Andy Reid. There were a couple fourth fourth downs and shorts that he went for and mm-hmm. good for him. I thought it was the right call at the time. Um, it helped keep the momentum of the Chiefs going. Um, kudos for him. Yeah, I'm happy for him. He's he's a coach that's been. He, I think he's the winningest coach to have not won a, a Super Bowl up until this past weekend. Which, I that, yeah, I'm happy for him. You know, he had his chances in Philly, and then it kind of fell apart. And then he moved over to mm-hmm. Kansas City, and and <laughs> the team loves him. They they yeah. It seems like they've got a a great setup going there, and and he's finally he's finally legitimized himself and has that championship. Yeah, yeah that'll be fine next year. Yeah, so, I wonder, beats I the East next year. I assume. Well, I wonder if they're going to get the Super Bowl hangover or, or or be another contender that you know. In the you know, I think it's really easy to think that they're just going to be a beast next year again. But I I still go back to their defense. Their defense is mediocre. They <laughs> put they, it lightly. Yeah, <laughs> they defense, last in the league for the for most of the year. <laughs> they were somewhere yeah, in the they, middle, I think, to they, end. They, but. They got to they yeah they definitely improved at the end of the season, but it is not normal for a team with a very mediocre defense to not <laughs> win the Super Bowl. So I don't know they they need to do <laughs> make some changes on that roster for next year or or I don't know what they can do, but I'm not gonna jump right out there and buy that they're a Super Bowl favorite for next year. I think it's way too early. Yeah, to get into that. But I do want to say or ask you guys these, this question: Should Williams, should D. Williams have been the MVP? Yes, yes, I think 100%. so too. I, I was surprised that they he gave played Mahomes, a great game. Him. Yeah, and I did. Yeah, I yeah, I did. I'd have to agree with that too. I thought I thought Williams was going to be the MVP, and then Mahomes got it. Obviously for the drives, but yeah, I just, he yeah. rushed for Williams should have 104 yards, six at six, um, six yards per carry, and then did he receive 20 he a touchdown too? Right, he caught a touchdown. He ran mm-hmm. for a touchdown. He had yeah. like 133 all-purpose yards. He had a great game. He had an awesome game, just yeah. like I predicted. <laughs> you did predict that, so I actually, I actually it. wrote it down before uh, before we got on air here, and um, I just thought to myself, oh, "God, boy. Russ is going to give us hell because pretty much he was right about every prediction, and that pisses me off." So you know, I did, I did. Well, except for Kelsey. Well, yeah. no, he had Kelsey having the better. Yeah. No, he Russ had Kelsey <laughs> having the better game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah too. Yeah. I uh, I thought Kittle would, but Kelsey did. So Kelsey had six catches for 43 yards and a touchdown. Other than if he didn't score the touchdown, average game, not a great game. Kittle only had four catches yeah, for right. 36 yards. So I thought Kittle was going to have a better game. I was wrong. We all thought Mostert was going to have a better <laughs> game. We were wrong. He did score a <laughs> touchdown, but he only ran for 58 yards. And then yep. where the biggest, the biggest one, me and Danny, we screwed this one up. We thought that Debo Samuel and Mandy Sanders were going to be more of mm-hmm. a threat than Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. And what happened? Debo Sammy. Samuel caught five <laughs> catches for 39 yards. Manny Sanders caught three for 38 yards. Tyreek Hill, who you wouldn't – I didn't think he really 
he had like that one really great yeah. catch, but other than that, right. it didn't feel like when he had a great open. game. He caught nine catches for 105 yards in that game. Sammy Watkins caught five passes for 98 yards. Sammy was a beast. I can't stand him. He was a beast. They had a great game. Better, way better than I thought that they were going to have. Yeah. I hate Sammy Watkins. I can't trust him. So I, I had to go again. <laughs> well, Sammy Watkins but on the flip side, doesn't do Manny anything. Sanders has done me over so many years in a row. Sammy Watkins is it. so inconsistent during the season and then turns it on in the playoffs. He was great week one, right? You st- everybody started him week one. Sammy Watkins. Yeah, who knows anything week one, though? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, he stayed healthy for most of the year, which is surprising for Sammy Watkins. That That's guy's, true. That guy's ankle is made out of glass. <laughs> um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was a little surprised that San Fran did not, you know, kind of take more chances with the wide receivers uh, throughout that game. So, yep. you know. Jimmy had that one one breakaway opportunity to throw a deep bomb for a touchdown and overthrew him by like four yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, who was he throwing to? Manny Sanders. Yep. And, and know who I said would have made that pass? Tom Brady. <laughs> poor, poor, oh, poor Jimmy. Let's talk about um that uh, viral moment that had everybody talking last week with Tom Brady's picture on Twitter. And we're all talking about, oh, well, yeah. his, his watch is on his left hand. So that means we're watching him walk into the stadium, but it's how long did you dissect? Oh that? my, well, I just went on Twitter and saw everybody else dissect it. And I was like, Oh wow. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> and then, right. But how long did you personally look at that photo and try to figure it out of what stadium it is? I spent a couple minutes is, on it. Which way is like yeah. looking at, yeah. you know, which way his legs going? I spent a couple minutes on it. I'm I not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. But and then to see the commercial, (laughs) to see the commercial, and it's a Hulu commercial, and it's like you've got to be kidding me! (laughs) What a boob! Well, you've got to be kidding me! That whole thing, where I mean, Hulu, I thought it was pretty. Hulu won. They got Tom Brady to do a viral pick that everyone immediately recognized when they saw the commercial, and everyone just went, "You've got to be kidding me!" It's a Hulu commercial. And then, you know, I think I shushed everybody in the room. I was like, what's, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? But, he, you know, at the very end when he said, you know, what did he say? I'm not coming. I'm coming back or I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. So yeah. it's like, does that mean you're not going anywhere from the Patriots standpoint or you're not going anywhere? Cause He's got us wrapped around his little finger. still playing, yeah. He's got us wrapped around his little finger just talking about everything that he may or may not do. And there's more Vegas talk, you know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to end up. <laughs> I love that whole thing. Even the... According to the script I was just given, Hulu has live sports. <laughs> like, what? No way. That, Another A plus Tom. Yeah, Brady. that commercial. That Love commercial it. wins just because they got us all talking about it. And then another commercial. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't know if I've ever cried during the Super Bowl, but that Google commercial. Jesus. Oh my God. Did oh, you I, see that? Jesus Crow. Which one was this one? Oh my God! Oh, it, it was, was about he, the old man. It was talking about his wife. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Show me oh, at the, yeah. these moments, or oh my god, yeah, oh man, that got me. Remind me that my wife liked when I rubbed her feet, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh exactly. man, yeah, that, that was me. big. Jeez. That got me. Yeah. What'd you guys think of the uh, <laughs> halftime show? 
Um, I honestly could say I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh yeah, we, Wait, we were driving. You didn't yeah, watch we were, it? We were at, so we watched it, most of it. Um, you know, the first half at my parents' house, and then we left to come back here. But by the time we got back to the house, it was over. The oh god, it was over. So, <laughs> well, you didn't miss much. You didn't like it? I thought it was good. Uh, I thought it was a good show, but then I started thinking about it, like. You got pole dancers up there. I wasn't really wasn't excited about that. It's not really uh, to me a Super Bowl halftime show is supposed to be that a show like Prince playing guitar in the rain. This is just like them dancing on yeah. the stage, lights going off, and it was kind of like uh, I gotta they, disagree so, with you there, they, my man. Did they, did like, they uh, lip sync at all? all? Right, I mean, well, it seems like oh, uh, they you. probably they probably lip synced, but they. Dance their asses off. I saw and they look good yeah, doing I'd it. Totally give them that. Yeah. I saw a clip from J Lo, like, and it was like Jenny on the Block was playing in the background. Like, that hit was like from the 90s or like the 2000s. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It makes you think, like, is this halftime? <laughs> no, nah, it was definitely a little bit outdated, show? but goodness, J Lo right. still looks good and she's like 50. Yep. Uh, I like the other one better. <laughs> Shakira. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a Shakira fan, my friend. But um, you know what What commercial I absolutely loved was the Jeep commercial with Bill Murray. The Groundhog Day. Oh, Groundhog Day. <laughs> that was a great one. That was hilarious. You're going to freeze to death. <laughs> I don't care. Who cares? <laughs> you, the, be- the Aquaman one. Oh, Jason when he's stripping Momoa off his arms, and yeah, that was pretty funny too. <laughs> oh yeah, that was yeah. funny. That was that a was little creepy good. to see him yeah. like stripping. I, <laughs> um, I will say the very first commercial that I noticed. I want to go see Top Gun. Hell yes! Oh, Top hell Gun yeah. looks good. Wow, that looks yeah. phenomenal. I'm excited for that. You know, when when I first heard they were making a Top Gun movie, I was pissed. Because I was like, all right, here's yeah. another stupid right? remake with a stupid yep. young actor, you know, and they're going to yep. try to remake a classic. But to make it like a sequel and have Tom Cruise in it, I am all about it. The previews look sick. He's, I've heard that he's actually inside the Jets this time, you know, doing the stunts. You know, obviously he's not flying, but <clears throat> he's kind of in oh, the yeah. backseat. Supposedly, um, I don't know if he always has, but he does a lot of his old stunts. So you know that Mission Impossible scene yeah. where he's hanging off the side of the plane. Yeah, it's taken yeah, off? that was legit. That, that's yeah, that's, that's really real. Good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not legit. CGI. That's him holding onto a yeah. plane while it's taking off. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. It was, it was <laughs> awesome. He did, did you that see the YouTube times, video too. on that, like the behind the scenes of it. It's no. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. All right, so do we have anything else to cover for the Super Bowl? Uh, just one more commercial I, I thought was funny was the yep. Little Caesars commercial um, when, you know, the, the, the very first scenes, a delivery guy coming up and the, the lady answers the door. And she's like, oh, wow, Little Caesars delivers? That's the best thing since sliced bread. And then you got to get the guy from the office and his other company like, flipping out. <laughs> oh, my God. It was awesome. And then it ends with him, um, you know, at the door delivering the pizzas because, you know, his company went under. <laughs> <laughs> and the customer, yeah. the customer goes, this is the best thing since sliced Yeah, I know. <laughs> I will say that normally I walk away from the Super Bowl thinking that the commercials were pretty stupid and they just wasted a ton of money. There were a lot of good commercials right. this year, I think. Yeah. They've been stupid for years. Yeah. 
This is the first time, like, like I agree with you. The first time I, when I watched and go, oh, I actually like this <laughs> yeah. one. Oh, that, that was, was funny. Oh, that was a good. One. But you know, also it was four, what five point six million dollars per oh, commercial. It's ridiculous that's how much crazy. money they spend. But everyone's watching, yeah. so if you're gonna spend the money, that's the time yeah. to do it. <laughs> right. All right. So the season is officially over. We have our champion. Everyone's dynasty yeah. leagues. You can start trading again. There's nothing. There's <laughs> nothing left to wait for. We can now. Wait. We can start trading. I didn't know that. Uh, I mean, in my <laughs> dynasty league, you can trade once the. Uh... All right. Hit, hit me up. I need some. Oh, they hit you up. Your team's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They're <a> terrible. <laughs> Um, so let's recap this year. Let's go over some busts that happened that we did not see coming and, and some, um, some pleasant surprises that we, we weren't prepared to happen this year. Um, my first big, um, or I guess the first real surprise that I didn't see coming was Lamar Jackson. Who saw Lamar Jackson coming out being the number one nope. player in fantasy this year? No way. No. No. I nope. I definitely did not. I underestimated him. I man, I I drafted him I think it was last year, uh the twenty eighteen season. And I draw I ended up dropping half the way through the season because I'm like, this guy can't throw the ball. Yeah. He stinks. <laughs> and so now, you know, the, he goes out and has and throws for over three thousand yards, rushes yeah. for over twelve hundred yeah. more. 36 passing touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns, and only six interceptions. The guy is an absolute stud. <laughs> He's just an athlete, you know. It's just He's yeah. the real so deal. So just for reference, so Rusty, you had him last year and then you dropped him. Last year he averaged 11 points per game. This year, 32.6. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Boy, was I wrong. That is a wild number. Like that's not that's that not was, something that happens. That was dynasty too. It's like, oh, uh, <laughs> why did I do that? <laughs> did you did you at least trade him or did you no, just, just drop him? I didn't believe the hype. I didn't believe the hype. I mean, that's, everything that's worked a big for surprise him. for me. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he had a great scheme. The you know for the offense, you know that run option for that team is just the 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 best play uh, calling aspect and of their offense. They far. did it. Right. They did it so well. So I I didn't have him on my list, but who also surprised me this year was um was Mark Ingram. I didn't think yeah. that he was going to leave New Orleans and just have just pick up right where he left off. You know, I was thinking he's getting a little bit older now. He's been, he's got to change teams because they found someone they like better. They're going to the <laughs> rate. They're going to the Ravens where they're just gonna. It's just gonna be. I don't know what it's gonna be <laughs> to be honest with you. Like you're I, you're thinking that the heavy lifting with the run game is gonna come with the uh, RPO and Lamar Jackson, but then Mark Ingram comes in there and he's just a bruiser. And they've got a good line and they. Right. And but between the two of them, that offense was almost unstoppable. Yeah, I'm with you. I I I, I didn't believe in Ingram either. I thought he's an aging running back. Um, but <laughs> geez, it finishes inside the top I, ten as RBs, 
rushed for over a thousand yards and had ten touchdowns. I mean, that's that's just a stud, a fantasy stud right there, averaging yeah. fifteen, you know, a little under sixteen points per game. I mean, you can't ask for, uh, you know, more than that for an RB two. Turns out to be an RB one. Turns out to be an RB one. And I, Lamar Jackson, I don't know what his ADP was this year, but whoever waited on a quarterback till the very end and got Lamar Jackson. He probably <laughs> brought you into the playoffs, Struck and there's gold. definitely some teams that won the Super Bowl because of Lamar Jackson this year. Definitely, they, yeah. Unfortunately, not mine. Yeah, I, I've, yeah. Hey, <laughs> not us is either. <laughs> it, 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 well, it was, <laughs> it was it was one of those things though. Is if you believed in the hype early, you drafted him early, and you were left with a subpar team. I mean. I ended up winning the championship against Lamar Jackson. Um, Did you really? If, if you two remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I actually I'm have no recollection uh... of that day at all. <laughs> After week 14, it just, I don't know, my appetite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my opponent, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson went off that day because he, he, of course, he, he uh, just does what yeah, Lamar Jackson and he, does. And he was playing against Cleveland, so he ended up getting 37 points. You know, you yeah, you know how much of a surprise Lamar Jackson was? Was the very first game of the season, he came out and just crushed it. And I bald. still, <laughs> I still was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I said that too because I'm like, that oh, was against Miami. But yeah, I like, mean, yeah. And then the next week, he did it again, and I was like. This isn't going to last. And then the entire season. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a yeah. – so can he can he, he had, it up? He had one game under 20 all season long. That's wild. Wow. I mean, That's that wild. dude I got... was a legit stud. Can he keep it up? Can the Ravens keep it up? <sighs> I'm going to say yeah on that one. I think for next year, I think for next year, yes, I think he's going to be overdrafted. I think a lot of people are going to draft him, you know, you know just First like round, just maybe. like Mahomes mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> this year, you know, how a lot of people are drafting Mahomes second round, third round. I think that's going to happen again with Lamar. And Oh yeah, for sure. I, it's not like he's going to have a drop off. Well, he's going to have a drop off, but he's not going to have a significant drop off. I don't know. I just I'm not one to value quarterbacks that early, so it's it's tough for me to kind of answer that question. I think he's got it. Like he was so dominant that even if he does drop off like Mahomes did, he's still going to be a fantasy relevant. Yeah, QB. You know, yeah, he'll, 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 he'll still finish within the top five. He's, yeah, I, I was just going to say he's going to go. T- he's one of the top five QBs to come off the board. He's one of the he's one of the guys that is going to be okay. Once someone starts drafting QBs, I'm grabbing him. Yeah. If he's not the one that's picked. Um, oh, he's going to – him and Mahomes are going to go in the first round next year. Watch. Second Somebody's round. Gonna grab first him. round? Second round. I hope they go I'm in the first say, round. Somebody, somebody's going to grab him first round. And it'll probably be Russ. He's going to go <laughs> – Russ might do that. Russ like is the, sneaky uh, with, uh, <laughs> with some of those picks. I hope he goes in the first round because guys. then I'll grab someone better in the second round. I'll, I'll, I'll just – we should do a – fantasy podcast and i'll let you guys inside the mind of the champion <laughs> how to draft correctly that's why isn't that why we're doing this yeah but, uh, i'm a little wary <laughs> all right moving on um another quarterback that that made the list 
um, for biggest surprise. And you can take this surprise however you want. There's a lot of surprises with this guy. Jameis Winston. <laughs> Jameis Winston, my number what? one. He, he is, is my number one. <laughs> biggest surprise of the season. When I started doing That's a little it. research into this, I was laughing that he's – that we're going to talk about this as one of the – one of our big surprises of the season. That guy was the number three quarterback in fantasy this year. He finished top three, guys. He – yeah, number three. <laughs> beating, <laughs> beating Mahomes, Wilson, and Watson out. He threw the second most touchdowns in the league. He threw 33 touchdowns. He also had 30 interceptions, which is by far the most. <laughs> but he threw for 5,000 yards. Yeah. yeah. 5,000 yards. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> now, yeah. he, is, he is my number one out of all the surprises in the league. Was my number one pick as the biggest surprise. Jameis Winston was your biggest surprise. Yeah. Now you're top three. When you say surprise, do you mean like surprise? He's awesome, or surprise like (laughs) like uh, I just don't know what's gonna happen. Surprise, right? Surprise, exactly. How good he finished the season out. I mean, Grant, you know, get yeah. If you (laughs) he threw four (laughs) picks in week sixteen, he he had he finished he yeah he finished with (laughs) thirty interceptions, which was the most. The next closest was Baker Mayfield at 21. Um, and 12 fumbles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was bad, but he, was, he made up with it with the amount of touchdowns and yardage he would throw. 5,000 yards and 33 touchdowns is insane. I mean, he averaged 25 points a game. I mean, for a quarterback that, you know, if you're waiting on a quarterback in round 7, 8, 9, 10, and you can get a guy that can produce 25 points a game. I will yeah. take that all day, every day. I'm curious. How many games did he score less than 25? We should look that up because that's. I think he, he averaged 21 points per game. But I don't, I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Probably, less than 20 uh, points? 21 Less points. than 25 points. How many times did he score less than 25 points a game? Because, you know, 33 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. That's just slinging it every game. Nine games. Nine so, games he scored less. That's more than nine games. So about fifty percent. Yeah, but I mean, it, we're talking, you know, less than twenty-five. You know, he had a couple that were twenty-two, twenty-one. You know. Yeah. Um. Now under twenty, he had, um, like three of those. So he was good. He was, he was good. good. I'll give he it to you. Good. He was good. He I still me, don't know. He brought me to the fantasy ship. You know, I, I he put, had the third most points for a quarterback. That's insane. He brought me to he brought a fantasy. I can honestly say he brought me a fantasy championship. I just, now, that's just those now, words just don't go together now, for me. He, he, I mean, now he underperformed you know, on championship game, which <laughs> for, for interception. was yeah, which was he was hurt, but nonetheless, he would have thrown five probably if he wasn't hurt. But, uh, you know how you always see him squinting at like, uh, when he's trying to see the replay on the monitor up in the stadium, Yeah, maybe he needs contacts. So maybe he that's why does. He refuses 2020 he, laser. No, I'm not kidding. He does. He refuses to wear them. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he throws so many interceptions. Right? Yes. Yes, that's a thing going back to college. Like he needs glasses. He just refuses to wear them. Oh my god, dude. You be <laughs> kidding me. No. There's a reason why you sling it that much and like I mean, 
he had a great set of wide receivers around him who could just chase the ball down. But when you've got that much talent and you've got that big of an arm and you throw 30 interceptions, it's because you don't see what you're doing. You can't see Bad. 10 yards in front of your face. That's about, that's about two picks per game. Bad. You know? <laughs> yeah. You, know, you guys can have them. Yeah, I was just going to say, know. number three QB in points, and I, pro- I, I feel comfortable saying I will not draft him. <laughs> I will draft him as my yep. QB2. <laughs> Behind Lamar Jackson the first yeah. round. <laughs> so, so Rusty's going Lamar Jackson, Jameis Winston, one and two. Let's just plant the seed now. August, we know what he's trying to do. Hey, well, it's like and that, that reminds me, folks out there, we will be doing a live uh podcast from our draft day come august you know we'll we'll give you guys the in and outs of our draft day shenanigans and we'll yeah what are we doing 18 18 plus kids if you're not 18 years old you're not allowed to listen to the draft you you might yeah (laughs) and uh yeah we'll give you our first you know we'll probably keep it live through the first you know three four five rounds um just to give you guys an insight of where we're drafting folks this year all right, so what I- let's keep it with quarterbacks. I think this is the last one on our uh, on our pleasant surprises here. Dak Prescott, surprisingly, I've got surprisingly I've got finished QB two. I couldn't Woo. believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I also, watched that. I watched ahead. that guy all year, and man, he just did not pass the eye test. But no. his numbers were there, surprisingly. <laughs> I couldn't believe right. it. He also threw for 4,900 yards. Yeah, just under five, 30 TDs, and only 11 picks. Um, but most of it was in garbage time. 30 yeah. touchdowns, 306 it points sucks. per game, 10 games scoring more than 25 points. <laughs> I thought Danny was I was owner. so high on yeah. this guy. What are your, what are your uh, thoughts on him? I see. It seemed like he was so, up and down, but when you look at his final box scores, it's like, damn, he, he had like 40s and 30s. Right. I'll give you a little inside. When I first started sh- uh, watching him and seeing him blow up, because I think he did like 30 points, 30 points, 30 yeah. points. And I'm like, this guy's <laughs> on to something. I'm like, what, what the hell is – what's going on? Turns out he's in a contract year. Oh, all right. He's playing for his contract. Mm-hmm. He's going to ball out this year. So I went balls deep into him, and I went, "All right, George, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this trade offer. Give me Dak. Worked out. I get him, and he doesn't even live up to any of those points with me. But it consistently a good starter, where I could start him every week and just not worry about yeah. it. Yeah. But and that's what he was good for and a quarterback. There's nothing worse than a quarterback who's up and down. Oh yeah, fantasy roster. You need somebody who can plug and chug and just not forget about it, you know. And that's why the Lamar Jacksons and the Patrick Mahomes are so appealing because those are those guys. You know, I feel like if you break twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two points consistently with a quarterback, you're you're doing good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you've picked a guy like you don't have to worry about it. Maybe he's not going to score thirty points every week, but. You know, you don't have to worry about the position. And Dak Prescott was that. He was yeah. consistently good this entire year. So if you had him on your fantasy team, you did. You should, you're probably pretty happy about it. Even though, yeah, you're right, Russ. He did not pass the eye test. I did not. I did not think that he did as good yeah. as he did. Um, so much so, I was looking at him, and you know, he wanted that. You know, that 
quarterback money. You know what that forty million dollar a year contract. I'm like, this guy yeah. is not a forty million dollar a year quarterback. He just isn't. You know so. Um, uh, and now he might get franchised and he'll be he on another fr- contract yeah. year, which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> draft him, guys. <laughs> um, all right. Our only wide receiver that we identified as being um, surprisingly good this year, which I think wide receiver was very, very deep this year. There, there's, there's not, there's a lot of um, opportunity there in your drafts to, um, either wait or go early because there's just a lot of good people. Devontae Parker, number seven wide receiver. Stud. This year. Absolutely on a, stud. On an absolutely terrible team. Absolutely stud. I would say he was the most undervalued, not underrated, undervalued player all year. 100%. Um, 1,200 yards receiving, nine touchdowns. Yeah. Averaging 13 points per game. And, you know, let's, let's, you know, not, he's not, we're not asking him to be in our, you know, an RW1, but, you know, for someone who was drafted as a wide receiver three, you know, or if you are smart enough to pick him up on you the know, river wires like I did, <laughs> you could really move. You could confidently start him as a wide receiver two or a flex all year. Easily. Uh, actually, not only should you, could you start him as a wide receiver too? From weeks 10 through 17, he was the wide receiver number two in the league, second only to Michael Thomas. For <laughs> those awesome. seven weeks, he had 76 targets, 44 catches, five touchdowns, average 16 and a half points per game. He was a beast the second Absolute half of the season. And you know God. what? No one paid attention to it. <laughs> Except for me. Except for you. No one paid attention to it because no one wanted to touch anybody on the Miami. Wow. I picked him up, guys. I picked him up off the waiver wire. Ah, geez. What week was it? It was probably week eight, somewhere around there in like middle of the season. And I was looking at the guy's numbers and I'm like, this guy's pretty good. You know, and uh, but you know everybody was like, oh, you know, well, Fitzmagic is is throwing him the ball. It didn't matter. I think Fitzmagic just chucks the ball, which is makes him great for a receiver like this. It's like Winston, just yeah. chucks it up there and, and hopes yeah. someone rolls it down. I love it. I love it. And then if you, know, you look at his weekly stats, he only scored he scored less than ten points only six times. He was an absolute stud. Just like we were talking about for quarterbacks, having a wide receiver that you can consistently put in your lineup and not worry that or feel good that he's not going to completely let you down is awesome. And he was that guy. Yeah. He He finished out the year as the number two wide receiver in football. He's yeah. He's for the last seven weeks. He sat in my flex. and I, I didn't have to worry about him for a while. It was unreal. How I feel like uh, why producer he was. Why is every player on our surprise list players on on Russ's roster? <laughs> because I'm the champ. I'm the champ. <laughs> I see things like this. I am the guru here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, gosh! Yeah, so it it will be interesting. Um, so you know when I picked them up too, I think it was at. A couple weeks later, he signed that big monster wide receiver 
deal. And I was mm. like, oh, crap. You know, he got paid. He's he, he's <clears> probably <throat> now going to kind of, you know, hit the brakes a little bit. But he didn't. He he kept on chugging along. But so it'll be interesting this season, this upcoming season, where he's going to be drafted. And is he going to produce again? Um, is, or, is he gonna, or is he going to use this offseason to be like, okay, now I, now I truly got paid. I'm, I'm going to use this offseason and see what it's like to have a lot of money in my pocket so I may not come in as motivated. And you got to wonder who's going to be throwing the ball. You know? He is going to be one of the most unpredictable draft picks, yeah. I think, coming up. Because he's going to be one of those guys that people are going to be eyeballing him. Okay, mm-hmm. he, had, he had a good season. I don't want to spend too much on him, though. I don't want to pick him too early because yeah. I don't know about that team and I don't know mm-hmm. about who's throwing him the ball and, yeah. and everything else that's going to go on there. But at the right price – at the right spot on on my team, I I, I need that guy. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be mad for whoever picks him two spots before I'm about to pick him. I'm gonna be so mad because that's what happens every single time. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably as of right now, you know, and it's early. You know, just thinking off the top of my head, you know, I'd be happy drafting a guy around four or five. Um, as my RB two wide receiver two. Okay, so yeah, I was gonna say depending on on whatever your strategy is, he's yeah. probably wide receiver yeah. two or yeah, yeah right around there. Yeah. All right, the first of uh, we got a lot of running backs that we were we were a little bit surprised about. So let's start off with um, Austin Eckler. Had a great year and had a great year after Melvin Gordon came back mm-hmm. and finished as the number six running back in football. His average draft position was 27. So whoever drafted him and held on to him, you made out like a bandit. You, you won the draft because you, you know, getting a running back that finishes top 10 that you got to get as RB 30. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And he's putting up RB one numbers. I yep. mean, Averaging over 17 points a game in half-point PPR. He finished two weeks this season. He was the number one running back, which doesn't sound like a lot until you start to think about the running backs that are in this league, the young, really stud running backs. Mm -hmm. And to see Eckler up there with him um, is great. And you know what's even better for him? And if you have him on your dynasty team, either trade him or or he's the keystone to your championship. He's going to be alone next year. He's going to be the 100% lead back in that team, and and he's where, qualified for it. Where's Gordon going? Uh, who knows? But he's not going to be there. You know, I don't think. Uh, you know, and that was that was something I was, you know, I think a lot of people were very concerned about was, you know, seeing how productive Eckler was without Gordon, and it was like, okay, you know, maybe this is going to end once Gordon comes back. Nope. It didn't. He kept on chugging along. He had a little fall off, but nothing, you know, that would it, completely you know, went, blew up in Gordon's yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was either finishing it as you know with RB one numbers per week, or one, you know, or RB two numbers. I mean, and that's it, he was an absolute stud all year. Yeah, he was great um, to have. And Melvin Gordon, thinking that I just I like there's a part of me that feels bad for him like he is a stud running back he is a mm-hmm. very good running back and he deserves to get paid you know he's what 27 years old or something around there mm-hmm. and 
and running back is a brutal position to play. And he he's holding out because he's valuable and he wants he needs to he needs to set himself up for the rest of his life. And then his his backup goes ahead <laughs> and pulls a top ten season. A I mean, smaller man, by the way, too. Yeah, <laughs> a smaller <laughs> guy goes ahead and pulls out an amazing season. I feel like forces Melvin Gordon to like come back to <laughs> to show that he is worth it again. Yeah. Uh, you know, kudos to uh, everybody that has Eckler, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hold on to your dynasties. Um, running back two, a guy that I, I love. And I this is the first year I didn't target him. And it's the it's the first year in a few that he actually killed it. Leonard Fournette. Love Leonard, this guy. Yeah. He is injury prone. I get it. But this year he played every single game. He scored less than 10 points, which is, you know, it's a little bit lower number, only five times this year. He rushed for 1,152 yards and he had 76 catches. The only thing that he could have done to make himself jump up into the elite category and be a top five running back was he only had three touchdowns. Yeah, he needed more touchdowns. He needed more touchdowns. Other than that, he quietly, because he was off the radar because of all of his injuries, he quietly had it. An insane season. He really did. Good. He did. I mean, we're we're talking about you know a consistent fifteen on average points a game. We'll say yeah. you know for the entire season. Top ten um, running back in the league. I mean, you... he did. He scored less than ten. You know, only a couple times mm-hmm. throughout the entire season. The only thing you want to see more you out know, of him is was, his touchdowns. Was more touchdowns, and you know that was probably due to game scripts. You know, so um, and I, th- I feel like Jacksonville gave up, you know, the the red zone too early on that running back. You know, they they tend to would go to DJ Shark or Westbrook in the in the red zone, and they should have used Leonard Fournette. A little Jacksonville, bit yeah, you know what? Inside, in between the 20s, they are a team that plays completely differently until yeah. they get into the red zone. And you're right, they do change it up 100%. And I don't understand why. Because I do think that Fournette, when healthy, is mm-hmm. a bell cow. He is one of the most talented. He's one of the fastest running yeah. backs in the league. He had the potential this year to be a top five, to finish his top five. And, you know, if he got his... um like you said, if he got his touchdown numbers up, he would easily would have, easily would have. Yep. Um, uh, for a running back only to finish with three, yeah, um, that was a little disappointing. But you could, you, you know, he gave you the yardage per game. So, um, yeah, it's a great surprise there. I um, yeah, I, I'm glad that he came back. I like Fournette's style of football. So yeah, I like the player for sure. We'll see. We'll see what he does. I he's another guy though that I think. Um, just like Parker, people now are going to wait and see with Fournette. Like he dropped, I think, to the second round, mm-hmm. um, which is still pretty good. But but that injury history is, um, it's you know, he's going to hold on to that for another year or so. But anyways, moving on. Um, the last running back on our list of surprises is Kenyon Drake, who – The Drake. The Drake came <laughs> in, finished RB15, but half of his season – was somewhere else (laughs) and and he came in he started off amazing against the 49ers um 
with Arizona. Wow. And I, I don't know what came over me, but he got traded over to Arizona and I, uh, I, I started him <laughs> for that game and won the game because of it, which was wild. Yeah. From weeks nine through 17, he had 123 carries for 643 yards. That comes out to five yards per average rush, which is good. And eight touchdowns. So just think about that from weeks nine through 17, mm-hmm. he had eight touchdowns for net for the whole season had three. <laughs> I think yeah. that everything looks good about Kenny I Drake. Love, I and love I, the Drake. I love the Drake. And I think that Arizona needs to, he's a free agent and Arizona yeah. needs to keep him there because DJ isn't doing it for them. Nope. And he, Drake plays the type of game that Kingsbury wants him to play. Mm-hmm. Kingsbury loves a lead back. He loves a blocking back. Um, he's fast. So, uh, little known fact: Kenyon Drake was the he graded out as the number one blocking RB in the league. Wow! Yeah, I did not know that. <laughs> right. I did so, not know that I. Also, weeks 9 through 17, he had 35 targets in the pass game, so he is pass game relevant. Oh, yeah. And then with eight games with Arizona, five of them went for more than 11 points. Which, he... sneaky good. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a, he is an absolute awesome running back. I think he was very underused in Miami. Yeah. Um, and going all the way back to when they drafted him and he was the starter under Adam Gase. So not, not only just the, you know, weeks one through eight of last year, but going back before that, um, he would show flashes of flashes of talent, um, but very inconsistently. And I think that was a lot of it was due to this, the way he was coached. He uh, didn't but, get, yeah, I don't feel like they used him the right way. And it, and it's funny because whenever he would go off and have a great game, all the articles the next day would be like, oh, yeah, we forgot that Kenyon Drake can run. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's like, he what is. are you doing? You've got this talented guy there that oh you're not God. using. And it's so like now Gase has had this with a couple guys. Mm-hmm. They left him in Miami, go gone to other teams and have looked great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill was for one. And yep. this, this could be a topic for another day. But, and then uh, just real quick, the moment he gets, you know, to the Jets and he coaches Le'Veon Bell, I mean, he didn't have a great season either. No, completely but, underwhelming here. Um, but one last thought on Kenyon Drake. I mean, with that San Francisco game, holy cow. I think that I just think that's a perfect fit for him in Arizona. He that first game there, wow! Did he look quick, fast, and explosive? So yeah, that's I the mean, other thing. Like we were talking about the eye test with Zach. So, yeah, Kenyon Drake passed the eye yeah. test. Like not only did his numbers look pretty good, but he also just watching him play yeah. made you think, "Oh my gosh, yeah. this guy! This looks, guy is legit." He looks so light on his feet. I'm like, I, I just, I'm all in on this guy. I'm not, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll draft him as an RB two and be happy with that. All I think I would too. Day. I mean, big picture, the guy played a half a season of meaningful football and finished top fifteen RB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So our last uh surprise, pleasant surprise of the season for me at least, um, was Darren Waller, a tight end. And, and 
I am excited for, <laughs> excuse me, him in this position mainly because to me, you know, tight ends are one of the, are one of those make or break positions where mm-hmm. if you have a decent team, but you're not, you know, you know, some things maybe didn't fall your way. So, you, so you need a couple breaks. Having a tight end that's top five is huge, huge. because the drop off from really top three, but top five to the rest of the league is really big. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's you know? bad. Yeah. So Darren Waller finished as the number three overall tight end. Mm-hmm. He had really only four bust games. And for a tight end, I'm thinking that's less than six points. If you've got six points from your tight end, that's really average. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that just shows you the importance of the position, like a guy like Kittle or a guy like Kelsey, those guys are, are averaging much, much bigger. They're game changers. So that just shows you the disparity between tight ends. So he only had four busts of less than six points. He had four games of more than 15 points. On average, he was scoring 11 points per game. He had 1,145 yards um, and roughly seven targets per game. So as far as tight ends go, he did pretty good. The one thing that separated him from the elite group, Kelsey and Kittle, and in the grand scheme of things, maybe it doesn't sound that big to you, but I'm telling you, for tight ends, it's a game changer, and on your team, it will be a game changer. Kelsey and Kittle had five touchdowns each. Waller had three. That little difference in touchdowns is what's going to help you, you know, get into the playoffs, or it's going it, to, you know, that one spot that scoring points is going to really, really help you a lot. So Darren Waller, which I don't even think was a lock to make the team. He was, you know, he was fighting through it. He had a good year and I think he's going to continue to be good. So circle him on your early draft boards. And, and when the tight ends start going, if it's too early for you to commit, but you like this guy, that's the guy to pick. You don't want to spend, you don't need to grab one of your top three he's on your list after the top three to go for. That's right. Yeah. I would even, I would even consider taking him over Ertz, uh, the way it's been playing out. But, um, you know, let, yeah. let, let the other guys, you know, take Ertz. Um, you know, <clears throat> just from my experience this year, I kind of experimented and, and drafted a tight end, you know, second round with Kelsey and it worked out with me. Great. So, I think there's one or two strategies here you guys can do is, you know, do that strategy, draft a tight end, you know, if you're in a snake draft, especially, you know, take them kind of the second round, you know, your, your Kittles or Kelsey's. Um, but if not wait, um, but you know, I would let, I would let the other guys draft uh, Zach Ertz ahead of Waller. Um, you'll get, you know, and he are... probably will go ahead of Waller, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he, I think well, just by name value alone, he'll go just by him. name value he'll go go ahead of Waller. So let 100%. those guys take him. You you can take a another stud RB or wide receiver there at that position, and then when you come around on your turn, you grab down Darren Waller, and you know he'll he'll finish top three again this year. Um, so yeah, couldn't agree more. All right, so those were our uh, those were the guys that we thought overachieved this year, or or we just didn't see coming. And um, so call in and let us know what you think, or or um, guys that you would like to hear our opinion about, and we'll go we'll go through it on a future show. Some of and, our bus. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, and, and you can tweet us 
at uh, <clears throat> you can tweet. <clears throat> excuse me, you can tweet us uh, your your surprises and bust as well at the fan or fan two C as in Charlie guys. Uh, again, that's at fan two C guys. That's the number two, um, not spelled out. Too. That's correct. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we'd love to hear you guys' opinion out there. Um, let's move on to our bus and we'll kind of breeze through this because we're running out of time a little bit. Um, our quarterbacks, we identified two busts this season. Baker, which is clearly for me the biggest bust of the year with the weapons that he had around him. And uh, Jared Goff. Yeah. Um, oh, God. And I don't know anyone who would really disagree <laughs> with those I, selections. Yeah. I had, I had just real quick, I had a lot of high expectations for Goff. Um, you know, he was a year removed from the Super Bowl caliber season. He gets cut back for a full year and he was horrible. Yeah. He was horrible. He actually was kind of decent from week 13 on. Uh, but by, by that time, by week 13, you're in the playoffs and, given that year he had, you couldn't trust him. So you couldn't start him. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So he's, he's was QB 15, very average this season. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about your franchise guy who next year is going to cost you $36 million, <laughs> you know, oh, 22 yeah. touchdowns and 16 interceptions is not going to do it for you. Nope. You know, when you're quite, so we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. I said, if your quarterback is giving you, 20, 21, 22, 23 points a game. That's just average enough that if it's consistent and you don't really have to worry about it, you're going to be okay in the grand scheme of things. Jared was averaging 19.3. So his Mm -hmm. average was below the minimum threshold (laughs) of like, I'm going to be okay here. Yeah. I think even more though. So (laughs) Baker, man, all those weapons, all those weapons, that offense was supposed to be was supposed to light it up this year. He only averaged 18 points a game. He had 22 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. He only completed 59% of his passes. This is a guy that had OBJ, Jarvis Landry. They had Chubb in the backfield. His average QB taken was number four. People drafted him as the as their QB yeah. for their team, and he just completely laid in it. And he finishes outside, finishes outside the twenty, top twenty. I mean, that's as bad as it gets for his for, best for his game draft value. His best game of the entire season didn't even hit twenty five points. <laughs> I mean, when you talk about the hype going into this season and the weapons that he had, and the you know all the new coaches because no one was working with Baker the right way and then they go out and they lay an egg like this that is bad and and he he and the Cleveland Browns need to do some serious reevaluating because from an NFL standpoint like I can't draft him next year I don't know no. what he's, you know I don't feel no. you know with all those weapons I don't feel confident in what he's going to do yeah I I wouldn't trust him um but yeah so those are our our, our quarterbacks we got a couple. We got a few running backs on this on this list here. David Johnson, um, clearly a disappointment. David Montgomery, who I, you know, I can see it both ways, um, whether he was a disappointment yeah. or not. Um, and then Alvin Kamara, who I would also like to add in Saquon Barley to the Alvin Kamara category, not because necessarily they were terrible this year but because you probably drafted them number one or two in your entire league. And then they finished nine and 13. So these were guys that were supposed to lead you to mm-hmm. a championship and 
you may have not made the playoffs because your number one pick was just kind of average. Yeah. Yeah. That was a huge problem for Kamara this year. You know, you, yeah. draft, you drafted him inside the top three, thinking he had the potential to finish as a t- the number one overall, uh, especially given with, you know, what he did in the 2018 season. And now he has no Ingram there. Yeah. I mean, he did miss two weeks, you know, three. He total, did miss two weeks. Total and with a bye, but, but those two weeks would know. have probably brought him into the top 10. And he did uh, kind of put it back on towards the end of the year, I think. Um, he averages just shy of 15 points per game. It's not terrible. He only had five touchdowns, though. Mm-hmm. That's, you know? yeah, that's what it was. What brought him back into the thinking about this guy is going to be a stud again next year is he is a passing game target. He had 81 receptions last year for 533 yards and a touchdown. So get healthy, get your mind right and get back to playing. I think that I I don't, I think he's a bust this year, but I don't think he's a bust as in he's not fantasy relevant anymore. I, I think he still should be considered for a top five running back next year. Yes. 100%. Um, David Montgomery, I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass because that offense is bad. That offensive line is bad. He finishes the number 25 running back, but people were high, especially in dynasty leagues. He was probably one of the first three to five mm-hmm. picks taken in your league, in your league. And, um, you had high hopes for him. No one really foresaw how bad that line was going to be. He broke just barely 10 points a game rushing. Um, He had six touchdowns. The one thing that's pretty interesting is he broke 47 tackles, which is eighth best in the NFL. So did he live up to expectations? Maybe not. Does he have potential? And and can he, if they can get that line fixed and they can get Mitch to be a somewhat of a passing threat, I think that David Montgomery can be fantasy relevant and can be someone not maybe I don't think I would take him as running back one or two definitely yeah no way but um he'd be an eye for a flex spot yeah yeah I do agree with that I mean I was disappointed with him this year just because of the hype I mean he a lot of people were saying he could have been rookie of the year going into yeah. the season and that I was high on him because of that I was like okay this guy has. This guy is going to be Josh Jacobs type caliber of a running back. And, you know, he did show flashes a little bit here and there, especially, you know, um, I, I do like to see rookies breaking a ton of tackles. Like you said, um, yep. that that number is really good. Uh, so it does show me that he, the talent's there. The strength is there. Uh, he's a little bit smaller back, but the strength is there. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I think I think they need a coaching uh, manifesto type change. <laughs> I think I think their head coach was going too heavy on the running back committee there, and and never really gave Montgomery the opportunity to get in his stride and get going throughout games. Um, you know, running backs love volume; they don't like to be taken out of games and and you know and breaking kind of their mojo and their kind of um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, I yeah. think I think a lot of things have to happen in Chicago for me to buy in on this guy again. Um, I, th- I think, like I said, I think he's extremely talented, but with the line problems, with your quarterback problems, as you alluded to, I mean, people are just going to keep loading up the box. 
because why wouldn't Mitch, you? You know, yeah. Mitch stinks. So I, you know, like you said, until that gets resolved, you know, I would draft him as a flex. Um, you know, a late round flex, and um, hope for the best. Yeah, and and my my last point on him was, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. The expectation was that he would be Josh Jacobs type of um success in the rookie year and josh jacobs hadn't had a yeah. really great rookie year yeah. um montgomery was the number two running back to josh jacobs in just about every single category so i think that all things being equal montgomery has the talent level to to maybe someday move into the upper echelon of running backs but yeah he didn't you know i, I i'll give him a pass this year because i think things out of his control yeah led to him not being as successful. Um, our last running back, um, or our last guy for that matter, as a bust, uh, David Johnson. David Johnson may not have uh, – he'll have a job this year. Just might not be with Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> you know he, – he's tough, he's tough to trust as an RB, uh, you know, uh, on an NFL team next year. I, it's, it's, wow. he, has, he, he didn't show anything. Next, uh, last year, no, and I think he kind of came out in the beginning of the year and um, he kind of looked like he might get into some sort of a groove, maybe, but then he got injured and then he couldn't come back from the injury. And then, what I honestly think is, I don't think that he's picking up Cliff Kingsbury's offense very well. I think that maybe Cliff is asking him to, you know look at different schemes wants them to shift a little bit. And David Johnson's just, uh, I'm just going to run straight forward. Hopefully there's a hole there and I'm going to go right through it. So I don't know if David Johnson is, is really a good fit for that offense. But having said that, this is a guy that a couple of years ago was the number one running back in the league. Yeah. And he has completely fallen off. Of yeah. I think, I think the injury played a big part in this year as well. I mean, you know, part of the, one of the things he got injured was his back. And that, mm-hmm. that scares me. Anytime you injure your back, I mean, you're not the same. So hopefully hopefully for the guy, you know, he can get healthy this offseason and come back to be that guy. But um, as far as the Arizona Cardinals go, I think they should move on. Um, yeah. <laughs> stay, stay with the Drake. And, um, you know, maybe this, this guy's, you know, Johnson is worth, <clears throat> taking a flyer on in a late, late round if he ends up on a decent team. I agree. I think when you're getting towards the end of your draft, if he's there, go for him. And the reason why, so, you know, you can look at it a couple different ways. Eckler, we're talking about how awesome he was because his average draft position was like the 30-something mm-hmm. running back or whatever, and then he finishes top 10. Mm-hmm. David Johnson was the fifth drafted running back and he finished number 39 but weeks one through six he only had one game that he scored less than 15 points yeah then he gets yeah so he started off pretty good he gets injured and just never could get back into it but i i agree with you i think that i think that the time in arizona is done i don't know how that works because they paid him a lot of money um but I think that he needs some fresh scenery. And I think that Arizona is going to go all in on Kenyon Drake and you can't blame them because he showed that he can be the lead back there. Oh, I just had a thought. Mm-hmm. Could David Johnson wind up on the Patriots next year? Uh, you know, 
What a I great love value that. that would be, though. <laughs> Patriots live and die by that stuff. And I think David Johnson, just like Corey Dillon was yes. all those years ago, <laughs> and all this, like, he, that is the Patriot way. Like, if they bring David Johnson in, watch out. Because, yeah. you know, all of a sudden he's going to be RB1 again. <laughs> and they're going to pay, like, it's going to be like a per diem. They're going to pay him, like, X amount of money per game. <laughs> He'll win a Super Bowl and it'll go somewhere else (laughs) but anyways that's our show this week guys we are the fantasy guys check us out on social media check us out wherever you get your podcasts uh send us some messages call in we'd love to hear from you thank you very much have a great week all righty guys see you later bye america The Fantasy Guys with Steve Gustafson, Russ McCormick, and Dan Felix.